Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank you. you found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Visa's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the Strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us Wednesday night, or as we like to call it uh, around here, these parts, a night before football. But we got all kinds of things tonight. We'll talk uh, NBA with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, college hoops with Matt Cox. We will talk football, NFL, that is, with Eric Eager a little later on the show. But first, a few tip-offs, Mateo. We got a few tip-offs here. Uh, three right this second. So head on over if you want to bet the Nuggets and the Magic. The Nuggets are seven and a half point road favorites in that one. 208, 208 and a half the total there. Also tipping off right now the Hawks and the Pacers. Pacers are two to two and a half point. Home favorites in that one, 217, 217 and a half. The total there. And one more 70 inch Eastern for Pacific tip, the Timberwolves and the Wizards. The Wizards are three and a half point home favorites, 217 and a half, 218. Your total. 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. We have the Cavs and the Heat. The Heat are two and a half to three point home favorites, 206 to 207. The totals that are out there for that one, 76ers and the Celtics, 730 Eastern, 430 Pacific. The Celtics are three, three and a half point home favorites, 206 and a half, 207. The total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, Hornets and the Bucks. Bucks are eight and a half to nine point home favorites in that one, 231, 231 and a half. The total. Eight Eastern, five Pacific, Rockets and the Thunder. Everybody's 
just sitting waiting for that game to tip off. Rockets oh. and the Thunder. Tonight. Must see yeah, TV. Got to get on that. I one. do know some folks who like the Thunder tonight, though. Thunder, two to two and a half point home favorites there, 216 and a half. The total, eight Eastern, five Pacific, Mavericks and the Pelicans. The Mavs are three and a half point road favorites there, 216, 216 and a half. The total and the late tip of the night, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific, the Kings and the Clippers. The Clippers are five and a half, six point. Home favorites in that one, 215, 215 and a half the total. A little later on, we're doing our power rankings. Can't wait for Matt to uh, go nuts over my 9 and 10 picks. That'll be fun. Uh, we'll also look at number one seeds in the AFC and the NFC. Those are awesome markets. We'll do that here momentarily. Uh, first, news and notes, National Football League today. Never a day where there's a shortage of news. First of all, for tomorrow night's game at New Orleans between the Cowboys and the Saints, Amari Cooper has been activated by the Cowboys. He's off the COVID list ahead of the game tomorrow night, listed as questionable. So that's the story. And what's the latest, what's the latest, Kelly, on Taysom Hill? It's it's day-to-day now? Like, we're only going to find out tomorrow. Uh, expected to start. He's going right? to go. That, yeah. yeah, He's going? Yeah. All right, that's news he's from this gonna morning. He's going to go. Yeah, he's going to go. He got left off the injury report, actually, even, um, in their final injury report that came out this afternoon. Cowboys are four-and-a-half or five-point road favorites in that one against the Saints. Forty-seven-and-a-half is the total. Listen, if you're the Saints, you you had to make this move, right? If Taysom Hill could could even possibly go, it doesn't even matter if he's 80 85%. Trevor Simeon in that offense has been absolutely horrible so far. And, yeah, he's had to do it without Alvin Kamara a couple of different games. But he has just been really, really bad so far. And so anything they can do to try and get some sort of spark, anything they can do – because. They won enough games early on where they're not – they can't, like, really just tank, they're, you know, because they're already behind so many of these teams that are going to have fewer wins than them. So yeah. it's not like you can just kind of punt on the rest of the season. So they got to at least try to make something out of it at this point. Um, Antonio Brown, the uh, up-and-down season of Antonio Brown, continues with the Buccaneers. He's expected to miss at least the next two weeks at Atlanta and against Buffalo with a sprained ankle. He suffered all the way back in week six against Philadelphia, that per source. So – Buccaneers uh, strolling into the playoffs, one would think, but they're going to have to do without Antonio Brown here for the for the short term. Couple- Doesn't, yeah, betting market not really affected by that. Anything no. still eleven point favorites. Uh, there are a couple of ten and a halfs out there. It's a little bit of money coming in on the Falcons, but yeah, it is. It is the Bucks team without Antonio Brown is certainly not near as good of an offense, but I think they're kind of taking the same approach we were talking about with the whole Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins situation with the Cardinals. Is okay. We got the Falcons. We're going to beat them anyway. What are we doing? Like, let's just let's just keep this guy. And make sure that he's 100 percent healthy as we head into the playoffs, because they understand that this year, if they're going to try have any hopes of repeating, they're going to have to have him healthy and out there. Seems like a reasonable approach to that. Uh, and then a couple quarterback notes, which may or may not affect your handicaps. One, Daniel Jones quote preparing to play unquote against the against the Dolphins despite neck injury if Daniel Jones were not able to go would have been Mike Glennon in his stead but it looks like it will be Danny Dimes yeah this is some weird conflicting stuff because just yesterday it was definitely going to be Glennon yeah that's what we were talking about at this time yesterday it's like a 180 from 24 hours ago yeah so tons tons of conflicting stuff going on here I would I mean yeah like kind of like you said if this affects your handicap of the game I'd hold out and see what's going to happen here because that's what Dan, we, we've often gotten what quarterbacks would like to do or what players would like to do. Sometimes they would like to play, and then the management says, yeah, no, that's not, that's not going to happen. So if that does affect how you look at this game, then I'd hold out here on that. But I can't imagine 
Daniel Jones is really moving the meter for you. I feel like this is what has been reflected in the numbers, though, because what did this game open three, right? And then it yeah. shot up to five yesterday when we had that news. And then, like, the book's like, yeah, let's just make it four. Split the difference, make it four, because we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, four and a half at DraftKings right now. There are It's as low as four at one of the one of the rest of country books and as high as five still at one of the rest of country books. So you can find you can find a four, four and a half, and a five in this one. The other quarterback thing is we thought we might get Gardner Minshew for the first time this year for the Philadelphia Eagles, but apparently not. I guess as we do this Wednesday night, Jalen Hurts, with his ankle injury, says he'll be ready to go versus the Jets on Sunday. The Gardner Minshew stuff is one of the, I think it's one of those names that we didn't really talk about maybe at all with all these quarterback needy teams that were at the trade deadline. Like, this guy had some success in the NFL. Like, it's not like rolling, again, it's not like rolling out for the Saints, rolling out Trevor Simeon, who, yeah, he had a little bit of success, but it was so long ago. I mean, there's there's at least, you could say, Gardner Minshew with the limited amount of talent that was around him and the limited number of resources he had around him. Like, still had some decent, a little bit of success in the NFL, and his name never really even, even came up to fill some of these spots. There was a brief moment where you thought with the Jaguars that maybe Gardner Minshew might start the yeah. season and Trevor Lawrence would easily. That never happened. Uh, and in uh, tree falling in the forest news, DeAndre Swift could miss uh, multiple weeks on his sprained shoulder, per source. Remember, he landed funny in the Thanksgiving Day game against the Bears. Uh, he wants to return in short order, but he hurt his AC joint, and the Lions will be cautious with their top back. Really no reason to rush him along, that's for sure. The 0-10-1 Lions. Swift nearly with 1,000 total yards and six touchdowns this year. That uh, story from Jeremy Fowler. So, just gets I, worse for the Lions. Same deal, like, I understand players want to play and all like wouldn't you just shut him down for the year yeah what's like of course i mean would. he's the only talent left on the whole team he's the only guy that's literally above replacement level on that whole offense and what in the world why would you why wouldn't you just say like no no he's done i do not have an answer yes, for you. like done for the season no way we're putting him back out there and then uh this was uh i don't know i don't know how many people uh sort of smirked or had a chuckle when they heard this, but uh, the the always run-first Seattle Seahawks have not only brought in Adrian Peterson, they have signed Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. Yeah. Oh, that was me. I made yes. several a snarky. Uh, yeah, I literally uh, added this just because of Matt's tweets I yeah. saw earlier. Oh, so. I didn't even see the tweets. <laughs> the thing is, is, is well, what I was saying is, is that, look, th- their season's dust as it is anyway. It is. So, why would you not – what upside is it going and signing an aging running back that you know 100% is never going to be on the team next year, is not going to occupy a roster spot, is certainly got, not going to do anything to help you in the future? Why wouldn't you just go sign a whole bunch of young dudes and just see yeah. what they can do? Like, I mean, you might get a diamond in the rough. There's These running backs come out of nowhere all the time. And, uh, like, why wouldn't you just go get three guys that are were undrafted or they're sitting on practice squad somewhere or something and just see what they can do? Matt, I'll tell you why. Because they need to establish the run. Because it's Seattle, and that organization is – quickly turning into hot garbage garbage and yeah. Russell Wilson is for sure going to ask out of there in the offseason and then this is going to be all kinds of stuff. Remember, I keep I keep harkening back to Monday night where that last sequence in the first half when we were in here and they had the fourth and inches. It was a 9-9 to game at the end of the first half and you just knew there was no way they were going to run a play in their own territory. But they're like, draw them off sides. And Russell Wilson's body language was like, this isn't going to work, yeah. coach. I'm like not even going to go through <laughs> if the If we never line this. up for it on fourth down, yeah. nobody's ever going to believe <laughs> this could possibly and, work. And you look at this and it's three and a half, right? Like the 49ers. And, and I get it. Like they're on the, they're on the road and they're not going to have Debo Samuel. What have you seen in this Seahawks team over the last three weeks? What have you seen in Russell Wilson, who was putrid, putrid? Yeah. 
in that game. What have you seen from them to think at all that they're going to be able to put up enough points, even if the 49ers don't score that much? What is What would make you believe that Seattle is going to be able to put even 20 points on the board that would be able to get it to where it stays inside that number? I'm, I'm, you think if, they have, if the Niners had Debo here, it would be a different line? Do you think he moves the line himself at this point? He should, but he probably does. Probably does. Yeah. Trivia question. How many teams has Adrian Peterson now played for, including the Seahawks, since he played for the Vikings? Six. Correct. Since. Six since Minnesota. Since Minnesota. Back in 2016. Uh, a few NBA notes we should uh, mention. According to ESPN, expected timeline on the return for your guy, Bam out of Bayou, Kelly. Uh, looming thumb surgery, four to six weeks. That's uh, per Woj bomb. And then uh, last night, the. Warriors lost to the Suns. The Suns lost Devin Booker in the first half with a hamstring injury. The word is that Booker is expected to miss a few games with a hamstring injury, that per Woj as well. That would include the rematch Friday night in San Francisco between the Warriors and the Sun. And then Damian uh, Lillard out at least 10 days with an abdominal strain. That can't feel too good for the Blazers, whose season has been, and I'll be kind, choppy to say the least here in the early going. You like that game last night? When is when as you would expect? I lost uh, I lost a little money hopping in live. You know, I, t- I told you that when we were on the show, I was staying away from it unless yeah. unless Warriors live opportunity presented itself. Well, it surely did when uh, Booker went down and they're trailing a bit. So yeah, I hopped in live. That didn't work out too well. Steph Curry, uh, what his worst shooting night ever with twenty plus ever. Uh, field goal attempts, four of twenty one. Clearly, yeah. he's washed, too. Oh, yeah. Throw him in with Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Washed. Never going to do anything yeah. good ever again. Light those MVP tickets on fire. Gil, you should sell that on prop <laughs> Just swap. Just sell it on prop swap. Yeah, prop swap prop that swap. Yeah, you prop swap that. He's dropping 40 on Friday. No question. <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, Suns did win that game 104-96, but uh, Booker out for just a few. We will do number one seed markets next. These are very cool. Uh, offered by DraftKings. You may be interested in some of these prices. By the way, there are also shop-around opportunities for these as well. And I'm talking about you, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get into this momentarily. AFC and NFC next. Settle on in. It's VEASAN's primetime action from the South Point. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. It's not so new. We've had it for a while. I don't want to lie to you. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way too many to count. That VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. I know you've already done it. Fully endorsed. By one Kelly Bidlin. Kelly Bidlin with yes. the most passionate, organic, natural endorsement. Yes, non-paid. Non-paid. Didn't receive a penny for it. And R- Kelly, tell us why again. D- different promo, but yeah. Oh, it wasn't betting splits? Yeah, betting splits is still great, though. You can see uh, where the money's coming in oh, on both you like the, the prop, prop, tracker. and the tracker. Tracking props. You like that one. Yeah, you're talking about the award tracker. Award tracker. Award tracker. Yes. You like the award tracker. All right, let's look at some AFC number one seed odds. These are great. Love these markets. Anything that requires you to think on several levels here is awesome. This is per, uh, courtesy, rather, of DraftKings. The Ravens, the current number one seed, if the playoffs were to begin today, current number one seed in the AFC, the Ravens, they are at 2-1 to one, uh, with the fourth easiest remaining schedule in terms of the combined win percentage of the remaining opponents. Fourth remaining easiest schedule the in the National Football League. Fourth toughest, pardon me. Correct. Fourth toughest. My, my bad. Titans at plus 350 have the single easiest remaining schedule the rest of the way. Titans currently the number three seed, the easiest remaining schedule in all football. They're on a bye this week. Chiefs, Bills, both at seven and four. Sixth and eighth hardest in the NFL. Chiefs are at plus 350. Bills five to one. And you see that the Patriots are five to one. Everybody longer than that. What sticks out for you, sir? Yeah, the Chiefs for sure. The Chiefs. And you got to shop around here yeah. because you can get the Chiefs at a better number, I think, elsewhere. The Ravens are a fraud. The Titans are going to lose out. 
They're going to lose out now. <laughs> they're gonna never winning out. again. Yeah. They're never they're not going to win any more games. Okay. Um and so it's yeah, rack it's, that by it's, the way. It's the, it's the Chiefs. Um and no, but it, it all serious just like it it probably is the Chiefs though. I mean, and especially like you said if you can get a better number yeah. than that then it is it is definitely the Chiefs if you can get a better number than that. Parlay and I went through this uh, yesterday morning. It is so clear. By the way, AFC and NFC, the Chiefs are the best of both markets, I think. And you can get a better number than this. The thing is, the Chiefs, with our remaining strength of schedule there on the right side, that can be somewhat deceiving because it says the Chiefs have the sixth hardest. But how the Chiefs end up with the sixth hardest remaining schedule is really a bunch of teams that are just above 500 the rest of the way. And so it isn't really, you know, five winnable games versus three where you're like, oh, and two really easy ones. And to be specific, it is after the Broncos this week. It's the Raiders. It's at the Chargers. It's home against the Steelers. At the Bengals on paper, I guess, would be the toughest one of this bunch right now. Yeah. And then at the Broncos. Yeah. So th- th- not horrible. Is, no, and it's like you said, as far, that's as far as like winning percentage. But like some of these teams were much better earlier on in the season than they are than their current version and present version of the teams, right? So you look, Raiders, wins were already banked or whatever. This team is not near what they were at the beginning of the year. Same could be said for the Chargers. The Steelers got some wins early. I think all you've had to do is watch the Steelers over the last couple of weeks and to understand where they are sitting right now in the NFL. I mean, like, so, yeah, those, team, th- those teams already have those wins banked, but they're not, they're not as good as they were when they were winning those games early on mm-hmm. in the season. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a deceiving thing whenever you see the, the strength of schedule reigning for this Chiefs team. I, I do think it's the Chiefs. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they won out. It's, it's the best bet on this board for sure. I will say the one thing on that remaining uh, Chiefs schedule to watch out for, though, is Chargers do have one win banked already against the Chiefs. They do play a home game. Home, home field means nothing at SoFi. That place is going to be overrun by Arrowhead Stadium fans, by Kansas City Chiefs fans. But if the Chargers are able to win that game and get into a tie with the Chiefs, they actually have the tiebreaker at that point. A lot of ifs involved. By the way, the whole AFC West could be tied after this week as well. Well, the, the other thing to go into that too is just looking at you got when you got to look at the conference records too for some of these tiebreakers if they don't have head to heads. I mean, Chiefs are two and four in the AFC. You can look at some some of these you know other teams like the Patriots are six and one in the conference. Yeah. Bengals five and two. So you know a lot of a lot of that stuff might come into play down the stretch too. I I think the Patriots those pa- those two Patriots Bills games are gonna. It end up deciding so much of this, whether whether it's kind of those teams one, two, three with the Chiefs, something like that. I think it's going to end up impacting this big time. Yeah, that's a it's a great point. The Chiefs are not favorably positioned with any kind of tiebreaker, so that is a compounding factor. But that's why the shop around part of this, I think, is and, important. And just given just given the situation that he's been dealt here, instead of playing instead of playing plus three fifty. On the Titans, like Vrabel's eight to one for Coach of the Year, you just play eight to one Coach of the Year. If he if he takes this shell of a team to yeah. the number one seed uh, over the rest of the the year, I don't care if they are, I don't care what the strength of schedule is, it doesn't even matter. They don't have any players. So like if if he takes that team to the number one seed, then just play, play the eight to one on Vrabel as opposed to the three fifty on the Titans. That's a good call. Let's look at the NFC number one seed. This is so in the AFC, you basically have a whole bunch of teams, and we have no idea who's going to be seated where. Here you've had the five teams that have always been locked into a playoff spot seemingly now for two months. Cardinals, Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, and Rams. And they're all headed to the playoffs, but who's going to get that number one seed? Cardinals are 
with the best record right now in the entire National Football League. They are the number one seed if the playoffs were to begin right now. They are on by this week. They're plus 120. Second easiest schedule remaining in the National Football League. The Bucks are 2-1. to one. They're a game behind the Cardinals right now. And you see the uh, Packers right there, plus 225. Do the Packers have another loss on their schedule with the third easiest remaining schedule in the NFL? I'm not so sure they do. Then you see the massive gap. Because even the Cowboys and Rams down there at 7-4, and four, not quite built the same here. Niners, by the way, 6-5 and five would have a lot of work to do there at 200-1. to one. But that number will catch your attention, that's for sure. Um, Cardinals, Bucks, or Packers, really, it's only one of them, right? Oh, yeah, and it's such a small such a small margin, right, between those three teams with things that are going on. I'm not, I don't think any of that is bettable on that side. For yeah. Me. Yeah, that's what I asked that yesterday. Would you even take a flyer on one of those? And the answer is probably not. I would, if you made me, I might take the Packers, quite frankly, at plus 225. Yeah, it's, uh, this one's definitely tougher. Uh, I'm with you guys. It's probably not one I'd bet. If I had to, I, th- I think I'd go Packers. This is actually interesting looking at the conference records here because you've got the Packers 7-2. and two. In conference, booked already, and like Cowboys only five and like Cowboys five and one, great record there. But the Packers already got those wins kind of booked. Yeah, it's it's also I know yeah this is just a uh, just throwing a monkey wrench. What what I was saying about the Chiefs, you do also have to look behind you in the case of the Chiefs, right? If someone caught you in the division, then the number one seed be, it goes out of the question. The I, I even say it in the same breath. I shouldn't. The Cowboys are only too clear of Washington with two games to go. So there are scenarios where, like, the teams get completely torpedoed. And, by the way, if anybody's scoffing at that, I'm not sure you've watched the National Football League this year. Anything is possible. So just be aware of that. The only thing I would say is, is because I was looking at this a little bit earlier today, from a Bucks standpoint, like, it says 27th easiest remaining, you know, like, they're basically have one of the easiest schedules remaining. It's actually easier than than even that number suggests because they really do have teams that were completely different. So the Saints are on there, right? Like the Saints won all those games. Uh, Saints won all those games early. Have, right. They're on a four-game losing skid. They still have two games left against Carolina. I mean, we've seen what the state of Carolina is. Even though they've got you know the wins banked already, are you like no way in the world are you viewing Carolina the same way you viewed them kind of earlier on in the season? And then the 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 Bills is really the only game on there that they won't be significant favorites, and they'll be they'll be field goal favorites or more against the Bills in that game because it's a it's a home game against the Bills. So they're going to be favored in every game going forward, and that strength of schedule that's already twenty seventh as it sits right now, is actually even weaker than that because, again, Saints are a shell of what they were. Panthers, certainly, those wins that they got early don't really mean much now once you see what that team looks like. And we know that the Jets are Falcons. Are, Jets and Falcons are garbage. Hard to argue with. Though. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, they, they could easily win out. And then you, I mean, look at a Cardinals schedule where, okay, yeah, you got the Bears and Lions in there, but then you got to you got to face the Rams, Rams, Colts, and Cowboys. And that, that, that's vastly different from yeah. what you just said with the Bucks. Why do I think the Falcons are going to flirt with a uh, with a? Uh, they're not going to win, but they're going to mess around with the Bucks this weekend. Just have a feeling, have a feeling. That's the one. That's the big favorite that I don't see blowing out their opponent. But they'll win probably in the end. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. I asked this of Lombardi. This is beyond the number one sets, but I asked this of Lombardi this morning. Of the six and five, five and six, and six and six teams. So all those teams were grouped right around five hundred, half a game, give or take above. So you're talking Colts. Um, 
uh, Colts, Niners, Vikings, Browns. Washington, Browns, Steelers, that group of teams. Who's the Broncos, Raiders? Who's the one we look up in the divisional round? Chargers as well. And they're still there in the divisional round of the playoffs. Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. Not Probably. the Colts. The Vikings. I, I mean, it would be Colts, Vikings, one, two, one way or the other for me. I, I'll go with Vikings, though. You guys cannot quit the Vikings. <laughs> I can't. No. no. I hear you, though. The thing, I mean, they can at least, I mean, they've, they've got quarterback play. I mean, I, I just keep yeah. going back to the Colts, and it's just like, you know, they put that win streak together on the legs of Jonathan Taylor, and then we saw this past week what happens when, the, when he finally gets shut down and you have to go to Carson Wentz. Right, but how many teams could do that between now and then? We'll see. Vikings. Lost all six games by a combined 26 points. As good a choice as any for that question, that's for sure. We'll come back, and we will do NFL Power Rankings. Um, But next, let's talk a little Thursday night football. Where do we stand on the Cowboys and the Saints? It will be Taysom Hill. That's next. Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN holiday offer is here right now when you sign up for a $99 midseason football special. You'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, though. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. Facebook.com slash subscribe. 12688 Canadian. All right. Currency Exchange is back. Adam Adam Burke did a great job filling in for you yesterday. I want to shout out Adam Burke. Nice of him to come. You had Am a I thing. fired? You're not fired. No, okay. no you're back. I'm you're back. good. Um, not fired. Unfired. On the fifth best show on the network. Unfired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not on the network. At night. <laughs> don't, don't, don't sell yourself high there. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the seventh, yeah, yeah, seventh or eighth best on the yeah, network. Let's not get crazy. Um, the, uh, we didn't have a chance to talk to you, though, about Seattle and Washington on Monday yep. night. And that I just wanted to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. it. Because if, if you look up and down the box score, and I won't go through it again, but first downs... Total plays, time of possession. Time of possession was like 41 minutes plus for Washington. Anyway, they just completely, Washington did, dominated Mm -hmm. the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, quite frankly. And yet, and yet, at the end of the game, they had to endure a final Russell Wilson drive. They had to pick off a two-point conversion. They had to get an onside kick reversed, thank God, to win that football game. So did did, did it say more about the Seahawks? Did it say more about Washington? Did it say nothing about either that you didn't know already? It's mainly what it said to me is the thing that we said whenever we walked out of here. And if a person who kicks a football for a living, and I don't care if you're a punter or not, if you cannot go out there and make a 21-yard field goal to ice the game. I said this while we were talking. If you cannot cannot make a 21-yard field goal, when you kick a football for a living, I don't care. I don't care. I've seen drunk frat guys make 25-yard field goals in in loafers, in penny loafers. And you're telling me that this guy who kicks a football for a living can't go make a 21-yard field goal to ice the game? Well, so this is is the thing. So we were on air, remember, on Monday night, and I was saying, I was like, boy, I hope they have somebody to do this. Otherwise, it's going to be the Chris Boswell situation where Chris Boswell got concussed for the Steelers. Presley Harvin, their punter, we learned couldn't kick with any confidence of the coaches. So all Pittsburgh did was go for two or go on, go for it on fourth yeah. down when it was, you know, favorable to do so. So that's exactly what happened with Washington. Kelly actually looked up Tressway, the punter, Tressway's college stats. He was one for six kicking field goals. And then on the broadcast when I got home, I think it was Steve Levy who said, well, they're saying that Tressway's, you know, range 
range is funny in this case. He said 30 to 35 yards. I remember, like you said, Matt, I remember hanging out with my buddy, never having kicked a field goal before, yeah. and we're like, oh, 30, we can kind of get there. 35, maybe not. But you're a professional punter. Yeah. You can't do so, – so apparently 30 to 35, Ron Rivera didn't feel that way. They went for two on the touchdown, and then – we learned later when all they had to do was kick a chip shot field goal to put the game out of reach. They're like, nope, we're going to go for it, fourth and goal. To your guy, Logan Thomas, that's how you lost your yeah. prop, by the way, because they reversed that touchdown. No, that was me. No. Oh, that was you. No, won. He won. He, he won. won by, a, by uh, what, a half yard and uh, lost by half yard. I won by a half yard, yes. <laughs> so, but to your point, we've gotten to the point in the NFL where when we were kids, you just assumed the punter would kick if the kicker yeah. went down. Joey Sly, by the way, pulling his hamstring, trying to catch uh, the big man going down field on the two-point uh, two conversion after the blocked extra point. Slide now on IR. But the, so the other thing was, now people are saying, well, Tressway's a lefty, I, I, so Washington didn't have anybody who knew how to hold. What do you do all week I long? Had, I had kicking apologists as well saying the same thing to me on Twitter. Yeah. After I put, and I'm going, I'm going, they're, they're, it is a 21-yard field goal. You at least... You at least give it a whirl. Like, I mean, it, because it ends the game. It ends the game. But look, any, any good organization, like if you, I'm always amazed by this, like, I don't know, pick a company. The Mars Candy Company, right? Yeah. They, they plan on any, any contingency they can come up with. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's people who their whole job is, you know, if we have something happen in our plant in Indonesia, we need to have these systems in place. You're a professional football team. You're not nearly as complicated as having branches all over the world. Yeah. All you have to do is figure out if your kicker gets hurt, what do we do? Because that might happen. A punter should be able to I, – I, I will take this to my grave. A punter should be able to confidently make at least a 30-yard field goal. Yeah. 30 yards and in. Like, should be able to confidently make at least 30 yards and in. That is all. What do you do at practice after you punt for 20 minutes? You still play Candy Crush or something? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I feel like Matt Brown could make it from 40. Yeah, and I'm going to as well. Yeah, I'm going to as well. No, but you, everybody, we had if you and your buddies when you were like 15 years old. You'd go, oh, we got footballs in this field. Yeah. Let's see how long we can kick a field goal from. And you could hit like even without practicing. You'd be like, oh, I hit a 30. I am going to go and. I've never done this. I'm going to add on to this this bet, Kelly. So the, oh. it, was, it would have been a 21 yard field goal for him. I'm going to say that I can make one out of three left footed, opposite from, footed from 21. From 21, Ooh. opposite footed. Ooh. Oh, I'll take that action. <laughs> Are you really? Opposite. Let's Here's go. the thing, though. Why are we doing this? Because it's so short. No way. Listen, it's, it's so short. We got our get a, get ourselves into the sixth position of night shows yes, here on the station. It's so short. I'm thinking I don't we even really do have this. to approach the ball. I can just kind of do this like <laughs> swing the leg thing, and it would just go 21 yards. Like, like I don't even have to like try and figure out how to approach the ball left footed. I think I can just stand there and just swing the leg, and it'll go 21 yards. That's yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm on that too. We'll do this on the. We'll do this when I kick the four. I'll kick the forty yarder and then I'll make the twenty one. You don't want to separate into two days. Yeah, and then it'll be bam. No, I don't know. We're good. All on the same day, unless I pull a hammy. I don't unless, want I slide, unless I the, slide myself. The primetime action park day that needs to occur yeah, because we park have day. so yeah. yeah. Gotta we gotta the, do this gotta before it gets cold. We gotta get free throws in there as well. Free throws. I don't know when the last time either of you have been to a park, but it's been quite a long time for me. So yeah, we have to have a primetime action park day. Yeah. 
I'm in on this. Mm-hmm. Pack lunches. Literally. That, just all the that being three said, though, circling back outside of the kicking thing, Russell Wilson just like we said this in the handicap leading into the game. We said this the week before. We said it the week before. He came back too soon. It is very obvious he came back too soon. That was the worst performance I think I've ever seen of Russell Wilson yeah. in his entire career. He was not just missing throws. He was missing throws by ten feet. Yeah. Like it was like it was amazing. Horrible, horribly badly missed. Like missed. And he took on that final drive, which ended up being a touchdown. He took this sack that he would never in a million yeah. years would have taken. Yeah. He's just like, okay, I'm about to be tackled. Bam. Yeah. That, but the, the, what took us off the scent, what took a lot of people off the scent about Russell Wilson is that he hit those two long ones mm-hmm. in the game. Also, people were like, oh, he's Russell Wilson. He's back. No, he wasn't back no, at all. No, no. At all. And those were blown coverages. Yep. Like we, that, that one to Lockett we sat here and watched. He just ran right past yep. the guy and just, the, yeah, he was wide open after that. So, yeah, I mean, he, he came back too soon. It's obviously not right. I don't know how you can back this team going forward with the way, I mean, the status of, of that offense right now. Like, I just don't know how you could back that. Like I said, I understand that the 49ers are, are going to be without Debo Samuel in this one, but I don't know if it's going to matter. Like, I mean, is it going to matter? Or, tell me how Seattle scores San, more than 20 points in the game. San Francisco is one of my favorite picks of the week, and I'm trying to think of reasons why I shouldn't like, play. Like, how does Seattle score more than 20 no. points in that game? Like, you're you're going to have to tell me. We're going to talk more about this tomorrow night, obviously, with the Cowboys and mm-hmm. Saints, slated for uh, 820 Eastern, 520 Pacific, tomorrow Thursday night football to kick off week number 13. But how do you feel about this right now? Cowboys five-point favorites. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, if they're if you're rest of country out there, you can find you can find four and a halfs. And man, it's very hard for me to see a path to victory for this Saints team. Again, here here's let's go back to this scenario here. They're making this switch to Taysom Hill, who they who didn't win the job initially, as it was anyway. They went with Jameis Winston. Then when Jameis went down. They chose to go with Trevor Simeon as opposed to go with Taysom Hill because they didn't want to go with Taysom Hill at quarterback yet again. And then now they are having to go with their third option at quarterback because the play has been so incredibly horrible. So, I mean, if that tells you anything about how this, this game should end up going, I mean, for me, if you look at the Cowboys, that they're getting all they're getting healthy, got getting their playmakers back, getting a little bit healthier on defense as well. Um, I, I, I said it whenever we were looking earlier in the week. I thought the number was short. I think anything under a touchdown here is short for the Cowboys. I mean, we just watched we just watched the Bills put it on this Saints team. And yeah, I know Kamara's gonna be back out there, so it's it's a little bit different of a scenario, but you know, where we'll do our power rankings later in the show. Where do you have the Cowboys and the Bills power ranked? Probably fairly yeah. similarly, and they just destroyed the Saints, right? And like it's a it's a fairly I would say much better, actually, much better offense in the Cowboys that's coming to town. Is Kamara 100% a go in this game? Not 100% a go, but, I mean, he's he's been two limited practices in a row, so they're saying that that's a good good thing Yeah, for him to be able to go. It's not like we've been – not like we haven't been fooled by these things, kind you know yeah. these kind of things this year. And, and I'll have a bet in, and I'll probably be waiting until I get everything confirmed yeah. or yeah. or whatever ninety minutes before. Because again, we've like we said, like beat writers made us a ton of money over the years. Couple of couple times these past couple of weeks has been I've been on the wrong end of of the news trickling out of. Uh, uh, of these camps and stuff, and so I'll probably just wait until 90 before. It's not going to make the line run into a to a spot where it makes me uncomfortable anyway, right? So. Yeah, it looks like Cooper should be fine. I'm with, I'm with you. There's no like I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the Cowboys. I think it's just gonna be laying the points. I'm not like it, four and a, it's four and a half now. If I lay five and a half, I don't really care that much. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And then uh, I, I do have one NBA bet tonight, actually, guys. 76ers. I took plus three and a half with them. That's uh, game tipping off against the Celtics here momentarily. Uh, 
We're going to have Jalen Brown on a minutes restriction tonight. He is coming back. Should be pretty good to go. Joel will be back in that lineup. That will be his third game back. And loving the depth I'm I'm seeing out of the Sixers team early on. So going with this team uh, tonight, plus three and a half. All right. There's a, there's a pick for you. There you go. JVT, speaking of the NBA, will join us next. That stands for Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody. He's our senior NBA analyst, also co-host of The Edge. We will talk to him about the uh, Warriors and Suns last night. He's got some plays tonight, tip-offs. New ones, that is, starting 20 minutes. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker. 
Now available on Visa.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to Visa.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the co-host of The Edge here on vsin. Also our senior NBA analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, John? Doing good. Good. Okay, I can't lie. It's not the best slate of NBA games tonight, but uh, <laughs> there's some interesting contests. Hey, man, don't, don't lie to me. When the first thing you come on here, you just lie. It's just a terrible thing. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, last night, Warriors and Suns. Let me get your reaction to that first before we go to tonight's slate. Um, Devin Booker goes out first half, hamstring. And you're like, okay, that's, this favors the Warriors then. Uh, but Steph comes out with the worst night ever of his career with 20 shots or more. Four for 21 from the field. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, and I'm just curious what you feel. Now, Devin Booker's going to be out of the rematch apparently on Friday back in San Francisco. What was your final takeaway from this? A 104-96, very low-scoring game last night. Yeah, it, well, look, it's surprisingly good teams are flawed, right? And not every team is perfect. And I think you just you kind of saw the flaws for Golden State in that game. It was one of the things I brought up last night on social media. If you know, if you look at the shot chart for the fourth quarter, for example, the only warrior to register multiple made field goals in that fourth quarter was Otto Porter Jr. It was not Steph Curry. It was not uh, Jordan Poole. And I think when you look at this statistically, guys, it, one of the things that has, I think, bothered you about the Golden State Warriors, despite the fact they've only lost three games up to this point, is when you take Steph Curry off of the court, the offensive rating goes from 116.1 to 106.6. So like that's a really big difference in terms of an offensive rating. Uh, and those are in the minutes without Curry or in the nights that he has an off night, like last night, it is hard to find offense in other places. And Steve Kerr was trying to do that, right? He had Juan Toscano Anderson out there, but he turned it over five times, so he couldn't play him. He replaces him with Chris Chioza. Chioza's not really a dynamic offensive player. Uh, right? uh, you look at the different issues that they had yesterday. It was just some of their, their weaknesses kind of coming to the surface, I thought, last night. So my takeaway was really the Warriors are still a really good defensive team. Still have a lot of good pieces. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about making a, one, a run to the Western Conference Finals, Clay Thompson's presence is going to help quite a bit yeah. once we get there because they, they needed somebody like that. I couldn't help but think that as I was watching. I'm glad you brought it up. It's like, oh, if Clay were here, this would have this would have gone differently. Yeah. Well, and you're not you're not running that many possessions through Steph Curry, right? Like if you watched that at the end of that game, like they were doing everything possible to step to get Steph Curry a shot, like of any nature. And with Clay Thompson out there, who's a dynamic cutter, who's a good shooter, like he helps them in that regard. Just gives them another offensive valve, another re, another way to create offense. So I think that's kind of what the takeaway was from yesterday. And by the way, that the Suns are still a very good team, and yeah. Monty Williams does a pretty good job. John, at what point in the season do you start to look at some of the numbers that you're looking at and if they are exponentially higher or exponentially lower than kind of what you thought heading into the season, do you start to say, okay, maybe this is just real. This isn't an aberration. This is this this team or this player or whatever isn't just overperforming or underperforming. This might just be the way that this is going to go this season. I think it's 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 starting to get to that territory, right, Matt? Like, you know, for example, one team last season was actually those Phoenix Suns. You know, when I looked at them coming into that year, I was like, well, they don't project to be a very good defensive team. And yet, as the month as it had gone on, they continued to be a top half of the team in terms of defensive efficiency, and that persisted throughout the season. So right about Christmas time, and when we're talking about being now two months into the year almost, actually, that is two months about into the year, that's when you start to say, okay, like this, this the returns that we're getting right now are 
are legitimate. Now, you have to factor in injuries, right? The Milwaukee Bucks, for example, are a really good one uh, because they have not been whole this entire season. Dante DiVincenzo hasn't played yet. Brooke Lopez has been out for majority, and I think it's now six straight games that they've had their core three together. So those little statistical anomalies you take into account. But I think right around Christmas time for me, that's when I start coming off my priors, and I'm like, all right, the sample size is large enough that Team X, uh, this is going to be something where they are a legitimate team in terms of what they're putting out statistically at this point. Yeah, and the reason I ask, I was having a conversation with a with a buddy of mine who was pretty high on the on the Bulls coming into the season, has a bunch of futures tickets on him and different things like that or whatever. And you know, you start digging into this team and you look at Lonzo Ball and you're like, is this guy just can he just actually shoot threes now? Like, is he actually like really is he an actually really good three point shooter out of nowhere? I mean, he's he's you know forty four percent now on the season. And yeah, you know, again, it's not a huge huge sample size. We're twenty two games in for him, but you know, you're looking at a guy who's in the top ten in three point percentage where he was again. We were making fun of his shot, you know, for for several years, and now here he is shooting seven a game, making you know forty four percent of them. And like we were trying to figure out now, is this just a guy who's who's running hot or do we think that maybe he spent the offseason trying to figure out how to be a better three-point shooter, and maybe he's just a better three-point shooter now? Well, and I would also, I would say that Lonzo Ball, too, the indicators have been there. His three-point shooting has gotten better each and every year. If you go back to the 2019-2020 season, his first with the Pelicans, right, he made a jump from his last year with the Lakers from 33% to about the high 37%. The year after that, he went to 38%, the high 38%. And then this year, as you mentioned, right, hovering around 44 45%. So, like, while shooting about 44%, maybe that comes back down to earth. I think Lonzo Ball is a legitimate 38 to 39% three-point shooter. I think we've seen it at this point right now no matter how funky the motion is it works for him and he has consistently gotten better on a year-to-year basis so not only do you have this small sample size sure but you have indicators in the past two years that this is actually legitimate at least when it comes to his specific uh, situation john the lakers are plus 380 to miss the playoffs at DraftKings. somebody came to you now and said hmm plus 380 is that not high enough for me or should i do that you would say what uh, I would say I would do it. I, I mean, I would probably want in the like a little bit over like four, like four fifty, four to one, whatever it is. But like, look at this point right now. Let's talk about like what we have coming back, right? Because uh, LeBron James is back, and Anthony Davis has been a little dinged up, but he's out there. I mean, your savior at this point is Trevor Ariza, right? Like, at least when you look around at some of these other teams, you brought up the Bucks. Like, you could sit back and go, okay, well, you know what? Uh, Drew Holiday is going to come back at some point. Now he's back, right? But Chris Middleton was going to come back at some point. Brooke Lopez, Dante Divincenzo, those are legitimate good role players are going to make that team better. The Miami Heat, they're going through an injury slump right now, but Bam Adebayo is going to be back at some point. That's a legitimately good player. For the Los Angeles Lakers, this is a legitimately flawed team. Like, the only way that this is getting better is if old LeBron is actually going to recapture some of his form from five years ago, right? And we just don't know if that's going to be the case. And that means carrying this team on his back to, to a level of like the Cavaliers days. And I just don't know if that's going to really happen. So now you're talking about a team that's going to be scuffling around in that playing range. And, and that's your thing, right? Is have them just finish in the bottom six and then they lose two games and they're out of it. So I would say, yes, like that, that is something that is worth looking at at this point right now. This is not a team that is waiting for someone to make them better. This is what this team is at this point right now, talking about our great, great first topic in terms of what we're looking at in terms of statistical returns. And there's really no indication that they're going to be outside of that lot or excuse me, that, uh, that play in bracket. So I would say, yes, that's worth looking at. Lakers 12 and 11, currently eighth in the West. John, four yep. games still left to tip here. Three of those happening at the top of the hour. Hornets, Bucks, Bucks by nine. Rockets, Thunder, Thunder by two, two and a half. Mavs and Pelicans, Mavs by four, four and a half. And then a late tip between the Kings and Clippers. That is Clippers by about six. Uh, any of those four have any sort of lean, any sort of play, anything for you? 
Yeah, I bet. So I did bet um, Milwaukee a late eight and a half uh, this morning, guys. It's, you know, like you said, it's nine pretty much everywhere. There's still one lone eight and a half on the screen. But I think there's a couple of things that work in Milwaukee's favor. One, right, they're starting to get into this group. So they, they've won all these consecutive games. If they've only covered, I think it's four or five straight right now at this point, because now they're starting to get better. And now this, the continuity is starting to appear, right? Those three that have played together, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, in terms of lineups by cleaning the glasses metrics, one of the best lineups in terms of net rating this season that has been out there one of the best offensive lineups and now we're starting to see kind of the not the wheels come off but we're starting to see the real charlotte hornets defensively the last two games we're talking about 1.3 points per possession allowed to each of their last two opponents is chicago and that is houston and they're playing small zeller is hurt so they don't have a true center to put out there to match some of the size and i think this is a team that has struggled i don't think i know a bottom tier team in terms of rim protection bottom tier team in terms of perimeter protection and that's what milwaukee likes to do so i, I laid eight and a half there with milwaukee and that's the only game uh, that i do have action on uh, of those late tips i did take three with philly too and i know that game uh, just tipped off. No, uh, no take on the six and fourteen Thunder taking on the four and sixteen Rockets with the uh, Thunder laying two and a half here. Yeah, no, I, so I took. I actually bet Oklahoma City the other night when they played Houston. It was a really poor shooting night, uh, and they ultimately didn't cover. Lost, I think, by eleven. But I will say this about this game, Gil. You know, if you look at the season up to this point, uh, if calculating out home court advantage right now, home court advantage has actually been pretty strong in the early part of the year. It's actually worth the, the full three points uh, up to this point of the season. So this would tell you, at least right now, that the market thinks Houston is the better team, and I don't think that's the case. You know, if you look at that last matchup, one of the things that the Thunder still did was limit Houston to a point per possession. I think it was. Just just below that in that last matchup. And very quietly, this Thunder team, who was 11-3 and against the spread in November, is actually sixth in defensive rating. So they did their thing defensively like they usually do. It's just the offense fell off. But Josh Giddy dealing with COVID illness, right? Derek Favors is not out there. So the injury list is really lengthy, and it, it kind of got me off of the situation there. All right, John, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT, our senior NBA analyst here at VEASAN. Man loves himself some basketball. Kelly, you're gonna need some scoring. Yeah, you need the, you need the, you need the Sixers to pick it up for you. Yeah, it's uh, it, it has not been good offensively uh, in this uh, first quarter, and now Horford's doing anything out anything once out there, both on offense and defense. Do you, do you do you see the Celtics are going double bigs too as well? They have Cantor and Horford. That's Cantor there. Freedom. Yeah, Enos Cantor Freedom now. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. he's now a U.S. citizen. Yeah, they 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 have Enos. The problem freedom. is they're they're, so they're still going about... freedom and Horford. I, I didn't you know I didn't you know I think if I said they're going freedom and Horford, people would be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? But like the, the the double bigs out there, I wonder if that's to to kind of so that they could switch off very easily, maybe on yeah on, on a beat or something. Yeah, I think the uh, the one I'm going to look at right now during the break is actually a Giannis point plus rebound prop with uh, with what JVT just laid out with that Hornets uh, team going small. 16 to eight Celtics, 4:55 left first quarter. Next we fight power rankings. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.